Welcome to the Valve Chronicles by Clay Valve, your trusted partner since 1936 for the world's highest quality automatic control valves. Join us as we share insights and discuss products that are often invisible, but always essential. Hello and welcome to Valve Chronicles by Clay Val. I am Tyler Kern. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of the program. Today on the show, we're discussing the 39A air valve, specifically pipeline engineering and surge prevention utilizing the 39A air valves. And joining me is our subject matter expert today. It's Roger Lay. He is the technical product specialist at Clay Val. So uh, Roger, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, Tyler. Well, Roger, it's always good to talk to you, always good to have you on the podcast and to get your expertise. Um, and so, Roger, let's start off here and just kind of set up why we need air valves in the first place. So why are air valves needed at pump stations and on pipelines and, and places like that? Well, first of all, to begin with, the pipeline is just full of air. So first <laughs> order of business, just get rid of it. Uh, and uh, if they don't have it, uh you're going to have an accumulation or too few or not at the right places, you can get air accumulation. And the effect of that is blockage of the pipeline or partial blockage. And what results is a higher head requirements, higher pumping costs and less flow out of the pipeline that the engineer may have thought he would get. So uh, that's the first order of business. And then if there's drainage of the pipeline for any reason, uh, normal drainage or a pipe burst or a rupture, uh, water comes out of the pipeline, so air has to come in at some point to prevent collapse of the pipe. So some pipelines are susceptible to collapse. And finally, uh, certain types of surge events along the pipeline, which we'll talk about later, uh, is uh, causes a negative pressure in the pipeline and uh, water can come rushing out of the air valve when the pressure goes positive and cause uh, air valve slam effects. So it's a whole host of reasons and even at pump stations at a well when the pump turns off the water goes back down the water column in the well and every time the pump starts all that air that uh, came into the pipe uh, when the pump shut off has to be evacuated. So multiple reasons and different types of air valves are needed. So this is one of those situations where making the right decision uh, on the front end when it comes to air valves and utilizing the the correct air valves will save you time and money and headaches on the back end. Is, is that a fair statement to make? Exactly. Uh, and there's different uh, situations along the pipeline requiring different types of air valves. Uh, you may have just a, a small high point uh, that doesn't need a lot of uh, air valve capacity and may only need uh, one type of air valve called an air release. It has a small orifice that uh, and a leverage mechanism in typical air valves to uh, open up if some bubbles accumulate in the air valve and let that small quantity of air out. Uh, then you have other situations for pipe uh, filling, you have to have a large orifice, or often called an air vac, air vacuum protection, hmm. that lets lots of air out uh, during line filling and uh, drainage applications. So that's uh, another type of a large orifice. And then if you put the two together, that's often called a combination air valve that handles both duties, small orifice purging of air 
and uh, large volumes uh, filling and drainage. Uh, and then we have the new types of air valves that prevent uh, surges. So uh, an engineer has to go along the pipeline, determine which type is required and the size. Interesting. So you kind of broke down the, the different types of air valves and, and what their uses are and, and the, the appropriate uh, times when they are needed. So what's different about the 39 series air valves from traditional air valves? So, uh, you know, what, what kind of sets them apart? What are some of the key differentiators? Well, the big factor is, uh, unlike a combination, uh, the 39A is what they call a triple action air valve. It has a third uh, orifice. Uh, when I mentioned earlier, when your air is venting out the pipeline, the air goes out easily, as you might expect. But when water hits it, uh, it's, it's coming at a very high velocity. And that, uh, as you might have, uh, can expect, it results in a, uh, an air valve slam or water hammer event. So what's really needed is some venting restriction and how the 39A is a special third orifice that is much smaller, a fraction of the large orifice to slow down that venting process and slow down that water, rushing water column into the air valve and uh, greatly reduce the surge potential as water hits that air valve uh, exhaust. So venting restriction is what the 39A excels at and it has a special automatic uh, switching uh, principle, an aerodynamic uh, principle actually, uh, that uh, under a certain small amount of pressure, it will actually flip up and start restricting that venting and uh, slowing down that rushing water column. That's what is the key feature that separates it from traditional air valves. That's really interesting. Can you can you go into a little bit more detail about what causes those surges or the the water hammers, like what you what you're describing uh, when it comes to traditional air valves, and also just um, like you mentioned, you, you could probably touch on this in a little bit more detail. But the 39A obviously prevents those surges, right? Right, and the, one of the most common uh, surge event is power failure at a pump station. Uh, that event, uh, anyone standing next to a pump station observing this and watching a pressure gauge will see the pressure drop like a rock very, very suddenly. Not only will it go down to static, the, maybe the static pressure goes much, much lower and quite uh, likely a vacuum, uh, especially along the pipeline at certain high points, uh, knee bends in the pipeline profile, uh, that low pressure wave goes down the pipeline and will cause a, a high vacuum uh, condition that the air valve must open up, let lots of air in to prevent pipe collapse. And so uh, lots of air comes in, but at, after a certain period of time, the pressure will go positive. And then these, these water columns that separated now start coming together. And there's little resistance if you have, for example, a four inch or a three inch uh, air valve to this uh, air venting. So these water columns can accelerate uh, as they rejoin and uh, by the triple action or the third orifice closing before that happens, they come together, it creates a mini airbag effect. We all know what airbags do, they cushion any event, uh, mm -hmm. whether you're in a car or in a pipeline and that airbag effect uh, uh, 
cushions this rejoining, and then eventually uh, a, a, a few seconds or a few minutes later, they finally come together in a slow uh, process and preventing that uh, slamming effect. Uh, it's an automatic process. So I think uh, maybe a question that a lot of people will have is, okay, there's a triple action air valve. So um, I have, you know, maybe uh, maybe an additional thing that could uh, that could potentially um, cause me issues or something along those lines. Uh, is maintenance and repair more or less difficult when it comes to the 39A? Well, that's another feature is its simplicity. It's in cylindrical body and uh, solid plastic floats that uh, resist uh, this crushing effect that can happen at an uh, air valve slam, uh, but they are uh, easily disassembled with hand tools. Furthermore, the seals of the 39A are just standard O-rings that are easily obtainable locally. You can get parts, of course, but if you don't have it, uh, the O-rings can be sourced locally. So simple hand tools, disassembling the and, and removing the uh, uh, floats to clean them or inspect uh, the top float, the one that flips up, actually is a double-sided float that has O-rings on each side. So that after a number of years, if there's any wear or scoring of the O-ring, uh, it simply can be, if parts aren't available, they can simply uh, flip it over and then reassemble it in minutes. So it's a, especially, uh, there's no special uh, mechanisms or leverage mechanisms or anything like that to worry about. It's just simple plastic solid floats. Uh, and that's another feature of the 39A is if there is any uh, higher pressures that do occur, uh, the solid floats are far less likely uh, and virtually impossible to crush. Whereas traditional uh, hollow floats, stainless steel or not, uh, have that uh, capability, uh, the susceptibility in some, some surge events. Yeah, that was going to be my next question is, you know, can the 39 series air valve work at high pressures? But it certainly seems like it can, it stands up to that uh, better than the, the traditional air valves. That's what it's uh, particularly suited for. And in fact, uh, it's even possible uh, specialty models up over a thousand PSI. The standard models are, are uh, that we have the 39A are uh, more in the three to 400 PSI uh, class, but uh, for specialty applications, it is uh, possible uh, special custom models for much higher pressures. Uh, it's well suited for those applications such as mines and other very high pressure applications. Interesting. So I think a lot of people will also be wondering about software. So is software available for designing clay valve uh, air valves on pipelines? Is that something that exists Yes, we, there are various ones on the market. Uh, Clayval has offered traditional air valves and our own 33A, uh, which now has a uh, diffuser uh, on it available. Uh, it's an adjustable diffuser, and now with the 39A, uh, we need uh, software tools for engineers to help them in the process of sizing and placing of air valves along a pipeline. That can be a very tedious process. Slide rules have been around for many years, but even with those, you have to do on a one-by-one -one cases, and it's very difficult to analyze all scenarios. And that's where software excels at uh, uh, looking at different scenarios, such as filling or drainage or surge events. And so we've come out with a software called Clay AV, 
where uh, an engineer can simply input the parameters of the pipeline, the pipeline profile, uh, the pipeline diameter, the wall thickness and its material. Uh, it's In fact, it's somewhat like a surge analysis, which I've done over the years, uh, where you need this basic information that all engineers have access to. And uh, so that information, once it's input, you just simply click an Analyze button, and you can see a whole a pipeline in full view with all of the air valves properly sized and placed according to different scenarios. And uh, so it's particularly well suited for very fast uh, sizing and placement uh, according to different desired scenarios. An engineer and a customer uh, must analyze the different risks that they take along a pipeline. And in some cases, a low-value irrigation pipeline, all a customer may want is just for filling only and drainage uh, without much other scenarios. Uh, that may be a lower-cost air valve uh, size and placement. But uh, for heavy-duty and high-value uh, high pipelines, drinking water, and others, uh, they may want to look at all scenarios, burst analysis, uh, rupture analysis. Uh, burst analysis is where a complete pipeline failure, uh, and the whole pipeline is exposed and drains. That's the worst case. But much more common is uh, pipe rupture, a partial uh, rupture. And we all see these uh, videos on the news at, uh, at certain times where you see a shoot of water coming up into the air. That's typically a rupture, a partial rupture. Hmm. And so analyze, that's much more common. In fact, uh, 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 pipeline mainline breaks over 250,000 occur in the United States every year. Wow. So it's not an improbable uh, case. So an engineer and a customer must take that into account and size for that type of uh, partial rupture of the pipeline. Uh, whereas a complete rupture, that's uh, extremely unlikely, although it uh, that's what burst analysis is and has been used in slide rules. But whereas software it's much more difficult to do, and software is much more capable of analyzing different scenarios of partial rupture, like a 50% rupture or 25%, and an engineer can review all these uh, lower-risk or higher-risk scenarios. It's very powerful and do an instant uh, analysis with each scenario. That's the capabilities. And the other thing, having done surge analysis uh, with different pipelines, Clay AV software does a, a preview of what I call, and it can simulate a power failure at a pump station, and an engineer and a customer can see what the, what would happen and where they may need special air valves like the 39A uh, with its uh, surge prevention capabilities. Uh, certain parts of the pipeline, pipeline may be less susceptible, whereas others are highly likely to uh, where surgery can occur, and that's where 39 should be a must uh, for an engineer to place, and others uh, place it uh, along the pipeline, uh, different air valves if they wish, but uh, standardizing on the 39 is just good practice. 
Right, right. That's that's really interesting that that it gives it gives people the the capability of prioritizing if that's something that they need to do. Right, like uh, yeah, prioritizing maybe troublesome spots where surges are more likely to occur. Then okay, if if we have to prioritize spots where we're gonna you know replace with thirty nine A, then okay, let's let's prioritize those spots because those could be potentially troublesome areas. Well, funny you should say that, but in recent years, there's been people getting PhD on exactly that topic, prioritizing air valve uh, sizing and placement. Uh, and it's a recognition. And a lot of customers, as best air valve is no air valve at all. They, they consider it just a necessary evil. They'd rather not place any air valves if they didn't have to. So it's, it's, it's really good to be able to prioritize the placement and sizing. In fact, one example I experienced was a pipeline in Ohio uh, where they were building a, a large industrial park, and they had a uh, not a rupture but a seal leakage, and they were trying to understand how that happened. And but what was on the line was some very large company, well-known companies were uh, were demanding an answer before they would build in this industrial park. And doing some surge analysis, I could tell them uh, that this would happen, uh, a negative pressure could occur and actually suck out the uh, pipeline seals. And that caused some you know, bad leakage and that had to be uh, repaired. But the customer wanted to know, well, how do we prevent this? And so these types of air valves that allow this vacuum and prevent the uh, seals from either being sucked out or just permanently leaking, uh, that's, that's a valuable tool. So, Roger, as we start to wrap up our conversation today, one of the things that, that I was wondering about is, is now a good time, given everything that is going on in the world, is now a good time for water districts to reevaluate the current status of their air valves along existing pipelines, um, just given uh, everything that's going on in the world? Uh, is now a good time to do that? Uh, especially, uh, we see a lot of streets being repaired uh, 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 around the country because of lower traffic, they're taking advantage of it. That's the same philosophy should be along the pipelines is now is a good time to inspect, repair, and consider replacement of these new style air valves where it's well known uh, as a high hazard area where uh, air surges can happen. Uh, I, I firmly believe that a lot of the pipeline breaks are at least partially caused by air valve slam events that cause weakening weakening of the pipeline. And that accumulates over time and can eventually cause breakage. So now is a good time to inspect, repair, and consider replacement with some of the newer style anti-slam, anti-surge types of air valves. And our software can help uh, the placement and the sizing for those, uh, and even on new pipelines as well. Roger Lay, Technical Product Specialist at Clayval. Uh, Roger, is there, is there a place where people can go to get more information on the 39A if they are interested in um, you know, reading up more, getting a brochure, something along those lines? Is there a website they can visit? Yes, we have full information on all our air valve models and uh, literature and brochures and technical data at clayval.com, C-L-A-V-A-L.com. And uh, if you know the model, right, you can just type it in the search box or just go to the main valve sections and you'll see air valves and you can see all of the models and download all the engineering data sheets and technical data. 
There we go. Roger Lay, technical product specialist at Clay Valve. Roger, thank you so much for joining us here on Valve Chronicles to uh, share a little bit more about 39A air valves and, uh, and walking us through these, uh, these uh, topics and questions. Yeah, it's a pleasure, Tyler. Well, thank you again to Roger, and thank you everyone for listening to this episode of Valve Chronicles. We appreciate you joining us very much. Of course, remember to go visit the Clay Valve website for more information on 39A Air Valves. And of course, we'll be back soon with more topics, with more things to discuss, with more thought leadership in the world of valves. But until then, I've been your host today, Tyler Kern. Thanks so much for listening.